How you guys doing? This is Mike with 603 Amtech, and this is our second podcast. And now we got the techs, and we even got Seabass with us. So today, we're really going to just introduce ourselves and really just showcase where we started. So we got Seabass here. We all know he's our media guy. But uh, in, our last, our, in our last podcast, we really didn't say where he really started from. We kind of uh, <laughs> went back and forth with that, and I got a lot of heat for that. But, you know, <laughs> this time, we're really going to showcase that because you guys got to understand, like, we wouldn't be here. We all four of us wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for our guy, Seabass, he's able to showcase what we do, and that's what makes us great. Um, but like I said in the last podcast, we're always trying to be better. So you got my man Seabass here. So tell me, Seabass. Yes, sir. Where did it all start, man? Like, like, let them know. Like, it's not just about media. What else is it about? Well, are we talking about where did it start mechanic-wise or media-wise? I think we start with where... Well, let's start mechanic because that was first. Before, well, wait, okay. I don't, what, I don't, I don't, I honestly, I don't remember. What came what first? first? What yeah, came that's, first? That's what Media. I want to know. I don't even Media know. Media came first. Media came first. Yeah. Okay. So give us a little backstory on the media part. Like give us how it evolved <laughs> into cars. I mean, I could go way back to when I was like five years old holding our VHS camcorder filming the family dinner. But <laughs> <laughs> where it really started, I'd say is freshman year of high school when I took my first media class. Okay. Uh, immediately hooked. And um, honestly, I got into marketing right away and I was trying to figure out how I could turn this camera business into a help people grow a business kind of thing. So from freshman year of high school, myself and a friend were emailing businesses, offering video services to promote their businesses and showcase their services. So that's really where it started off. Okay. Okay. So how did, like, why cars? Like, why, why cars? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was into cars <laughs> since a kid, but... Um, I'd say like six months out of high school, I was just laying in bed one morning. And I was like, I kind of need a job. <laughs> so um, I, I wanted to teach myself hard work. So I figured I might as well combine the two passions for cars and wanting to learn hard work. And I started applying to be a, a tire guy at tire shops. Okay. And that's where it started. So off. what you're saying is you're just a hard worker. You don't want it easy. You don't want to be no, I didn't want pushing it cars no, or anything like that. I wanted like to learn what it was like to wake up early and do physical labor all day. It's hard being in oh, the service yeah, industry because you got to be able. Yeah. A lot of people want to do that. That's Wake a, up early and physical I, labor. I, I, want, I felt like I was too lazy. I was sitting around too much. Yeah. I wanted to teach myself hard work, people. so I threw myself straight into the industry. Just that drive. Yep. It's tough. Yeah. It gets tough. Yeah. yeah, eventually. So what was like the, the hardest part when you started working in an automotive industry? Oof. The hardest part, man. Tough questions. I think it's because I was called the pretty boy. Pretty boy? <laughs> I was the pretty oh. boy. Ooh, and you see those boots? <laughs> Raise them up for the camera. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was the tech that didn't want to get dirty. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. But you wanted to work on cars. I wanted to work, but I didn't want to get oh. dirty. So I got, a, I got a lot of slack for that one. You're not, you're not the only one like that, though. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Yeah, I want to hear that. I'm just saying, I'm not saying that's me, but I've heard of, you know, a lot of technicians say that yeah. you know a lot of techs it's true you know a lot of the guys especially the, di work, right? the diagnostic technicians they still love working on cars but they just don't want to get dirty right so they'd rather kind of get down and dirty whatever does anybody want computer. to get dirty i mean shoot <laughs> i mean, guess <laughs> like some people don't care like some people just don't wear gloves go straight into it i was like i, can't, I, I cannot have that. a smudge of oil on my finger i refuse yeah i mean you get gloves on to hold the camera Right. So, <laughs> you, so you worked in a tire shop. Yep. 
Okay, and then after a tire shop, like, did you do anything else? So I was a tech at that tire shop for probably three months. Okay. And um, the district manager saw that I was very involved with how to make that shop more efficient and what was better for techs. So the district manager promoted me to service manager of that shop. I did that for another few months, and then I was like, all right, I feel like I've reached my limit with little tire shops. Right. So I moved on to the dealership world. That's yep. where I became a tech at Toyota. Okay. Now, as a service advisor or service manager mm. um what did you learn as a service manager yeah uh, my biggest thing was not being a salesman but being someone that helps people right and that's why so many people specifically came to me at the customers right. because they knew i would tell them what they actually needed and not what i was looking for to make my sales check right bigger right. so yeah. so tell me like you worked at a tire shop yeah and it is, it's it's funny because i started a tire shop as right. well um, but like what made you so in tune to try to make that place better? I feel like that's just kind of the person I am. Whatever I do, I become very involved in it. Right. Maybe sometimes too much, <laughs> but you know, I, I see an environment and after a couple of months of learning how it runs, I, all I can think about is how can this be better? So especially as a st tech standpoint, right. what can I do to make it better for the techs? You know, I'd always question them you know should we do this should we do that like what would you guys prefer for your workflow and you know what that that's like very very important because you have the passion you have mm -hmm. the drive mm -hmm. um and that's what those are to what i call game changers mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you're you're the difference maker you're gonna go above and beyond and you're gonna think about every little thing that's gonna make it easy to for the for your job to operate and also other people's jobs right you yeah. know what i mean so um mm -hmm. that's huge and that's a that's a really great feature to have a hundred percent and that's really what's going to really take you to the top um but is there like a message that you could just give like these young guys that say even if for an example when i when i when i graduated school mm -hmm. the first job that i landed they did automotive repair but it was also a tire shop right it was mainly doing tires um i just felt like they were the first ones to give me the um the option to work there so i took that job mm -hmm. But it was a little discouraging because I wasn't making that much money as I thought. Right. So say if one of these guys graduate from a college, high school, and they want to work in a shop, what is one message that you could give them? I mean, I kind of touched on this on our first podcast episode, but people are going to be tough on you and you're going to get thrown into a lot of politics. And I would say just keep your head down, focus on you and becoming a better tech, and then the rest will come on its own. I love that. I love that. So there's a lot to Sebastian. I didn't know. <laughs> there crazy. we are in the podcast. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> so that all stems. I mean, I don't know if everybody watched our last podcast, but so, you know, you started with media, mm -hmm. then you went in automotive. So how did you get into Mercedes Benz? Um, I was honestly pretty upset at that point with how the automotive industry had you know how it runs in today's world right and all you know like to say all the politics and the drama right so i figured let me try what is the best you know mercedes is the best or nothing i went on the mercedes-benz technician website where they have this like assessment you can do and if you pass mm -hmm. the assessment it gets passed on to your local dealership i figured i'll try out mercedes and if this doesn't work out this ain't for me right because this is the top right and that's how i got into mercedes so at your time at Mercedes, so how long were you at Mercedes? Not long, uh, probably like six months, honestly. Six months. Yeah. And it's funny because I think you reached out to me before you reached out. 
before you went to Mercedes, I think you reached out to me. No, I reached out to you when I was on Mercedes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. So what was one thing that, why, why, did, why were you looking for other options after you were working at Mercedes? What was like the biggest thing that stood out to you? Honestly, it wasn't so much Mercedes themselves or the cars. It was just being in that dealership and just being reminded over and over, no matter where I went, it was the same story of, you know, just be honest, just bullshit. You right. can't never do your job without dealing with constant bullshit. Right. That's what had me seeking what else can I do right. with a passion. Right. And I wasn't specifically looking for something, <clears throat> but it was Chris right. that messaged me randomly one day while I was at Mercedes right. that he knew this guy that had just started his own shop, was yep. doing mobile, yep. worked on his car. Yep. I should reach out and see if he needs any help. Right. No, that means a lot. And so I think really um, a big thing that I want to say is like, it's not, say, Mercedes dealers that is the, the issue. No. Or it's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's I, to me, it's just a industry. Correct. It's an no. industry issue, and that's why we're talking about it. No, there's yes. a lot of fantastic dealerships out there. There is. Yeah. And I think in our Honestly. first podcast, in our podcast, I talk about a lot of them, but there's a yeah. lot of good and bad. And you right. know what? When it comes to independence, too, I'm not yeah. saying this place is the best place to work at. No, there's, there's some bad independence as well. Right. I yeah. think that's important to right. know. And there's things that independents lack mm -hmm. that dealerships do way better. Pros and cons. Pros mm -hmm. and cons. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, where do you want to take it? <clears throat> right. You know what I mean? So, to you. We got my, my man right to my right, Adam. Mm -hmm. He holds it down in the shop. So, where did, where did you start? Where did I start? Yeah, I like, mean, just, like, like, what made you? How far back? All right, let's just go back <laughs> to uh, what education? made you, Well, not even education. Let's, let's talk about, like, what made you like cars? What made me like cars? Honestly, kind of like I've always had interest in motorcycles, yep. cars in general. Um, honestly, where it started was high school. Okay. My buddy had a uh, MK2 GTI. VR6 or what? VR6. <laughs> and he also had a VRT, which is the turbo. Ooh. And, that was uh, like my dream. This guy, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know where he got the money. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but he just had like a Fox body Mustang, like yep. massive turbo on it, like yep. 70 mil turbo on it. And it's it was straight up for the track. Wow. And we were driving it to MST, which was the high school automotive class. Okay. From Gosstown. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it was not meant for the street. But, <laughs> you know, of course, it was a track to the school. Right. Of course. But anyways, yeah, so we would uh, rip that every day. And honestly, that's where it really started. We're like, all right, I really want to be involved with the automotive industry. Right. And then that's where I uh, went to school for it, right. for high school. Okay. And then... Went to an independent shop from there. How did you do like four years in high school? Two, two years, years. Two, two years. years. Okay. Two years. How was the how was the process? Like simple. Pretty simple. I would do uh it'd just be general schooling and then halfway through I'd go to uh the automotive high school on the other part. Nice. It nice. was it was pretty easy. You okay. know, I mean it was basically the basics. It okay. wasn't anything, but honestly it was a huge help. You could tell when kids went to college for automotive, you could tell the ones that didn't you know go to school with it or grew up with someone that knew how to work on cars absolutely i thought it was very important like just that transition of from high school to college you, right. like i said you can tell the, right. the difference right no absolutely so after high school then what went to college okay and then what? <laughs> so basically 
Um, all through high school and college, I worked at an independent shop. It was mostly European, so Audi, you know, Volkswagen, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, you name it. Okay. Um, so basically, I was there all through, like I said, high school and college. And then after that, I uh, went to Mercedes-Benz after Mercedes I graduated Benz. college. And then, so tell me, how long did you work at Mercedes-Benz? About five years. Same dealer? Same dealer. Same dealer? Same dealer. That's great. That's great. Yeah. And so what made you go from an independent shop to the dealership? So really, I just wanted to learn one brand, you know, because at an independent, it's very tough. You know, there's all sorts of different systems, different names, different wiring diagrams. I really just wanted to kind of be a master at one brand and go from there. Now, the reason why I picked Mercedes-Benz is actually very, very simple. And you won't believe me. I, I, listen, I, I do <laughs> believe you because, you know, a lot of people don't understand is like there's, there's, there's kids that graduated school and go straight to Mercedes-Benz. Mm -hmm. But... You started very much like I did, and you worked on Volkswagens, Porsches, yep. everything. You saw a totally Porsche. different... Porsche. 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 Not Porsche. Right, well, Porsche. I'm going to call it Porsche on, my pod on the podcast, all right? But it's Porsche. Right. It's Porsche. Porsche. All right. Go ahead. Anyways, you worked on all those brands, yep. you know, and that to me is like you understood how other brands were and how they came yeah. apart honestly i loved it i mean i learned a lot i worked on some under some fantastic technicians right um it was like i said i just wanted to learn one brand right. there's nothing wrong with sticking with multiple brands right. i just think it was a little harder at the time okay so um, why didn't you stick with porsche <laughs> look i'll be honest with you yeah like i said i worked on all different car brands and, and at the time, when I was in, like, obviously high school yeah. and college, I just did, like, oil changes and basic stuff. So right. Mercedes-Benz had the easiest under panels to take off. That was it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I swear to God. They it, really do, though. Dude, you take an Audi off. Audi. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. Toyota. Well, there's going to be, like, gonna be like five screws missing. Why do you think when I had the A7, I made him do the oil change? Yeah, what did I say about <laughs> his underbody like four panel. different bolts for one panel. Dude, I feel like, come on, though. See, it's you done. get that. It's I was just like, honestly, Mercedes-Benz, like, they're nice cars and they're eight mil under panels. I'm going to go work for Mercedes-Benz. But you're Audi certified? And then I, he took the panel so down. He's it's like, funny Damn. you say that. I am Audi certified. Bring your mic up. He is. He's can, Audi when, how can I stop this from sagging? You got I was tight in it. Am I going to break it if Guys, I don't worry. Joel's next. Joel's yeah. next. Joel's next. Joel's yeah. new. He wants yeah, a spot. I think I got it. <laughs> there you go. No, I am Audi certified. When I did uh, two years in college, got my associate's degree, I was the Audi program. So can you tell me what the toughest car is, was to work on? The toughest car? Toughest car. <sighs> tell me what the toughest car. I mean, at is the 85 time. 85 Ram. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's just that I don't want to work on that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what makes it tough. Yeah, at the time. At at the, time. Honestly, it's like you know the toughest. It's just like like I just said, if you don't want to work on it, everything's tough. Right. You know, but right. in all reality, I mean, you know, it, it's what you're used to. Right. You know, honestly, I'm not used to working on BMWs. I used to work on Audis more, so BMWs are always a little harder. But like I said, you know, it's what makes BMW harder. Come on, dude. Tell me. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's know. making a good let, point. When you have a passion for a brand, it's yeah. easier for it's you. Easy. No, I just yeah. give like, them the facts. Why is BMW tougher? Because we're gonna, we're gonna, we have BMW guys. 
They say, oh, no, BMW. Look, like I said, honestly, if you're a BMW master tech or just even a tech that's been there, it's eventually going to be easy to work on, you know, but it's like all about when you first start, you think about it, you know, I always, I always thought it was tight. They were tight and they, and they were, you know, you need special tools for a lot of things. You know what I always say? We always have a debate. We always argue. They haven't even seen that. Oh yeah. Mike and I always argue. That's my favorite part. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm always right and he's always right. So yeah. there's like no in between. But in reality, I'm usually right. But this is the way I look oh, at BMW. Oh my God. No, <laughs> this, is, this is the way I look at BMW. Like I've worked on both. Oh, have you? What, what have you worked on? <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, man. What have you done go. on a BMW? Timestamp. Oh, Timestamp. What are we at? 17 minutes? Let's <laughs> see how long this goes for. Done an alternator. Oh, wow. <laughs> an alternator. You, you should have seen up with the valve cover. You should have seen. Back when it was just me and Mike, okay? I remember you were working on that three series. And that was before we had the wall upstairs separating the office yeah. and the shop. I was, All out here, I was trying to work on my car. What the fuck is this? God damn it. Cool thing thrown on the ground. <laughs> fuck this BMW thing. This is the last time I'm working on one of these. It's funny because you know there's BMW tech saying that about a Mercedes. Exactly. No, it, yeah. there is. But you want to know what's so funny is like, Seabass remember this is when it was me, Seabass, and Jack. And I, I don't remember what happened, but Jack? there was a no Jack. Jack was one no, of our previous Jack. Jack was one of our previous he, he employees. Jack in the last right, so, I didn't hear yeah, it. Didn't Sebastian was first and, and Jack <laughs> no, was second. Jack. And Jack watched the podcast. He says he loved it. We love you, Jack. Love you, Jack. What's up, you Jack? Know? Um, so what I'm basically trying to say it was it was me, Sebastian, and Jack. Yeah. And I will never forget we were sitting upstairs and I'm like we're done. I told Sebastian because he, we built the website. So we're like, look like a European shop, but I really mainly want to specialize in just Mercedes. But he was like, dude, we just need the bit. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So we had a dude, new I told, I'm like, I told Sebastian, I'm like, we're done doing BMWs. Take it off the website. Da, 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 this. As soon as I say that, the phone rings. I answer the phone. Hey, I got the guy, a 335. Hey. I need a water pump. Done. Yeah, I'll, I'll, Dude, I'll do that. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, we, yeah, we can take yeah, it. We'll do I it. up the phone. I'm like, all right, one more. That's, <laughs> hey, that's, that's like the engine policy, right? Oh, we're not even getting on the engine oh, policy. We got to yeah. definitely talk about that. We're going we're gonna to talk about the engines. You know, I mean, one of our videos went viral on uh, the AMG engine. Yeah. That was $45,000. We'll get back to that. Man, we, got, to we got Joel. Let's get to Joel. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> there, there it is. is. There it is. No, no, no. If you guys watch the first podcast, you know what that was all about. Oh, let's talk about Sebastian. <laughs> no, seriously. A seriously. lot of grab ass we, in that one. No, no, I know. <laughs> okay. You're getting called out, Mike. What are you going to do about I this? Am, see, see no, no. Sebastian and Zach will let Mike talk. I won't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who said I let him talk? How many times did I interrupt you guys this morning? Uh, uh, True, you were in a bad mood I, this morning. I was in a bad mood. I was sick of you. Uh, <laughs> sick of me? How can you be sick of me? All right, now let's, let's you, get Adam. back on track. Let's <laughs> get back buddy. on track. We were talking right. about he worked in a dealership for how long? Me? Yeah. We're going actually, back to you. actually, I said five. It's just about six. I'm going to correct okay. myself. About six? Yep. Now tell me, dude. Yep. You're working in a dealership for six years. Yeah. You had a lot of, did you have a lot of credentials? Uh, oh, yeah. So tell me some of those that you had. Well, I'm fully EQ certified. Okay. What is EQ? Electric vehicles. Okay. So Not that's the EQ that. line is, yeah, all electric, not a hybrid, just all electric, EQE, EQB. Were you like one of the first ones at the dealer or no? One of them, yep. Yeah, okay. Yep, one of them. Okay. And I also had a uh, case access, which okay. means like engineer and you can talk to engineer. Not a lot of techs have that, um, but I was granted that access. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you ever opened out your own case? Multiple. Multiple. Especially on the newer cars. Now, why did they give you access to it? 
Well, because I, it, like I said, you know, <clears throat> it's, uh, you know, like actually like you guys say, it's all about passion, passion, you know, and it wasn't totally about the paycheck for me. So I didn't mind spending the extra time kind of trying to find the problem. And that's what means a lot. And that's yep. a, to me, that's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, it kind of, there's like, like, I'm not going to mention his name, but I work next to a kid fresh out of school and he is very passionate about working on cars, not just Mercedes, but pretty much, I mean, Porsche specifically, right. but he was a very good technician. You could tell he's passionate and he learned very quickly. And is he green? So you're saying very he's green. green, very green at this point. Yeah. He's still green. And yeah. it, you know, what's crazy is like these young guys need to understand. It's like everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. That's what everybody doesn't understand. Yep. Mm -hmm. A lot of these newer kids come in, you know, some of them are great. Some of them aren't, you know, that's any job. But if you have a big ego, it can be a problem. And every technician can see the new guys, obviously. And if they see that you have a big ego, they're going to be less likely to help you out. Yeah. You know, do Just, you, do, I didn't mean to cut you off, but do, do you feel like these young kids, like the ones that stand out, do you feel like they're, how do I put this into words? Do you feel like what they do doesn't, get related to certain people a, a different way you know like the, the people that actually matter so yeah i mean it it yeah. all depends on what the shop setup is yep. you know i've i've worked at a shop where there was two buildings yeah and the a lot of the management and the people that quote unquote mattered right were in the other building and right. a lot of the kids got put in my building right um kind of thrown to the walls and right. you know sometimes they'd be doing great sometimes they wouldn't and it, if it wouldn't be properly relayed right if they were doing good or bad well it, that, that's like one of the things that's saying mm -hmm. out to me because i i know where you're coming from right and you know we used to be in that situation and we uh, I, I feel like sometimes we just feel like we're not uh we're not getting the recognition that we should um right. and for an example you're talking about this guy yep right and i just feel like the people that mm -hmm. actually really matter don't see it like that Right. Like, yeah. why are we sitting in this shop right now, knowing that what this kid has? But I can tell you right now, we know the guy that's, you know, sitting in, on the beach right now has no idea who this kid is. Right. Why? Why? Why are we sitting in this shop? No, no, I'm not saying why we are, but like... <laughs> I, I kind of lost you on yeah, that Yeah, all three, no, 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 all no, three no, of us were like... Yeah, okay, no, no, but I'm question? saying like, like why... <laughs> no, we're talking about this kid and we're sitting in this shop right now. Right. Okay. Like we're, we're sitting in this. Well, it's, it's tech appreciation. That's right. a big factor. What I'm trying to say is I just feel like the people that are really, really high up has no idea what this kid is delivering. And we're, oh, we right. know I mean, what I he's can, delivering. And I, we're showcasing that right here in the shop. That's why I said, why are we in this shop, shop showcasing what this kid can do? Right. Or, I mean, it's a big question, you know. That's how Definitely. it always should have been. It's how it always right. should have been. That's I mean, I could tell everybody the story about when I was leaving the dealer about the guy was talking before I left. Right. Well, we I could, could. Yeah, yeah. We could all get in. I could, but I could. But I think Joel's turn. Yeah. To introduce himself. No, absolutely. We're gonna. We're gonna cool that. He's in, we're gonna cut him off. Yep. yep. All right. Bye, Adam. <laughs> my man, Bye -bye. Joel Samino, my very first Mercedes-Benz technician hired here at 603 M Tech Auto Works. First child. So tell me, Joel. Yep. The first child. Where did it all start? <laughs> because in the podcast, I told him you're removing the engine out of that little car. Yeah, let them know. <laughs> yeah, it took me a few years to be able to do that. <laughs> took some time. No, I, I love his story. So let us know, Joel. Uh, how far back you want to go? Maybe do like, the eBay. That's my favorite. 
The eBay stuff? eBay. Oh, I mean, I used to sell a lot of stuff on no. eBay. Is that a Mercedes car? No, 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 no. We're gonna, car related, please. I don't know. No, no. You bought your first car. Oh, oh, yeah, I want to really know where car. you knew. I want, like, for, the very first moment that you knew that you wanted to be in this industry. Like, just wherever that starts. So he kind of brought up a, the eBay thing. I mean, I bought a 1995 C Class off of eBay for like, a, I think it was like 1500 bucks. How old were you? I was 15 years Dude, old. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know yeah. like, how to use eBay. Yeah. So, yeah, so, <laughs> like, yeah, so I, I put in a bid like last second. Of course, I won. I woke up the next day. I'm like, oh, man. So um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a Joel story. Yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> I had the car delivered from Pennsylvania. Um, they towed it all the way to Nashua, New Hampshire. Um, so how much did that cost? I think maybe three, four hundred bucks. You had this money at fifteen. I Dude, that's what yeah. I was gonna get. I had Twenty four. Like, sh- or should account? I not ask where the money came from? Yeah. yeah. I don't, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just, under the rug. Yeah, so, <laughs> I guess what made me uh, kind of get into the mechanics of it was um, my ignition actually broke. And the, I tried to Shit. keep turning it, and it was stuck in the first position. I turned it so hard, the key snapped <laughs> off in there, and <laughs> I didn't know how to start the car. I've never done anything on a car before. Like, I had zero car knowledge. Um, so I actually drilled out the ignition, and I got it to start with a screwdriver. So I was driving wow. around. You know, I used to walk around with a screwdriver in my pocket all the time <laughs> to start my car. I promise and, it's my car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after that, you guys all know the 95 the biodegradable wiring harness. Oh, yeah. yeah, the car caught on fire on Main Street. I kind of just... <laughs> of course. I, yeah, I, I just let it happen. If so. you guys know nothing about Joel, that story right there summed him up entirely. All right, we're going to go off topic. <laughs> well, that's, that's a Joel story. That, that was a, a Joel, story. Joel story. One of many. <laughs> so no, listen to this. Listen yeah. to this. So his yeah. car caught on fire. What do you have a picture of? Oh, actually, on my Facebook banner. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. A, it's a black older Mercedes on fire. And, <laughs> yeah. I thought I that remember. was your car. Yeah. No, that's actually oil painting. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so give us some more. Um, I, I guess what really got me into cars is um, I was kind of like Sebastian. I used to sit at like a desk and do computer stuff. I don't think anybody really knew this, but I used to do like Java programming and coding and stuff like that. Uh, that's what I studied in high school. And it kind of got boring to me, you know, sitting down in a chair all day. It kind of hurt my back. I wanted to work more with my hands. And um, in high school, I kind of had the option. um, You know, sometimes I came and tried to recruit people. I was going to join the military. And then somebody from UTI came in and I just jumped into it. I really didn't know anything about cars Mm -hmm. when I started UTI. I did the core program. And then, you know, I took the Mercedes elective after. And yeah, yeah. I started with Benz right away. So different story from you guys. You right, know? right. No, absolutely. Yeah. So can you tell us what, what is UTI? Uh, Universal Technical Institute. Um, it's not around really in Massachusetts anymore. It's now like on the west side. Um, I swear I saw Mike there one time because I know he went there too. I, I went pre- to, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I could have swore <laughs> I saw you one time on, on our lunch break. I, it was like 2015. So you went so. to the one in Norwood? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know why I thought you went to the one in Florida or something. No, that was uh, right when I graduated. Okay. I, got, I got recruited right out to a dealership when I graduated. Can you, can you tell them like what UTI is all about? Um, I mean, they kind of teach you all the core vehicle stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that's kind of it. 
Yeah, but it's an automotive like, school. Oh well, yeah, it's an it's, automotive it's, school. Yeah, it's, yeah. So, uh, so basically, what they do is it's, it's just strictly autom- automotive. There's no like English or math class or anything like that. It's exactly, just strictly yeah. automotive. Yep, just that's everything a, about yeah, cars. Like automotive. Nice. Yeah, it's automotive yeah. technology. So there's no, there's no. Oh, what is this? You know, we're not gonna go there. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's it's just straight automotive. And then after automotive technology, there's another program. Did you take that one, or you just? Did, I I did. Yeah. What, you, what, what program was that? I took the Mercedes-Benz Elite program, the Elite Start, and okay. that's not around anymore. It's but. not around anymore, but can you, can you let these young fellas know what that's all about? Um, they kind of taught you, like, how to use the, the Exentry scan tool for Mercedes. They yeah. taught you how to um, look up documents on WIS and right. how a bunch <laughs> of different, you know, like, how to read wiring diagrams and what all the little different symbols mean, strict, right. like, just for Mercedes. Right. So this was a Mercedes actual mm-hmm. course. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is, it's basically like Mercedes school, best way to put it. Pretty much, yeah. It's yeah. like a crash course on Mercedes. Right. That's the best way I'd put and, and it. So there was like, there's like two different courses. I, I think I took the, the Star Elite as well. I think that's like a, a three months. There's like two of them. Yeah, it was about three months or yeah, so. Yeah, so there's, there's like, like. Maybe six. I think it was six months. Yeah, the class that we took isn't available anymore. Now I think, I don't, I'm not going to say what it is because I don't know what it is and I don't want to mess it up, but. I believe now the next course is you basically get in this class and basically a dealership sponsors you and then, you know, um, you take this class for X, Y, and Z. And then once you graduate, a dealership hires you. Um, and sometimes you're under contract. Um, I don't know, sometimes you may not be. Uh, but that is a really, honestly, a very, very good way mm-hmm. to get in the dealership. That's how myself got into the dealership right. and that's how Joel got into a dealership. Um, I do think when you're in the, say the bigger cities, this is what's going to help you get into these dealerships. Um, I feel like if you're in a smaller town, it may be very, very easy for you with automotive technology background to get into a local dealership. Um, now I'm not saying it's, it's impossible. You can still apply and everything like that. Uh, but I believe in the, in the big cities, I feel like it's a lot harder because there's a lot more dealerships and there's a lot more people. I actually yep. forgot to mention uh, we graduated with Mercedes certifications yeah. already. Were you so base certified? Yeah, yeah. base certified. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I start, yeah. yeah. So when I graduated that class, I was base certified. Right. Yeah. It, it gives might, you a little yeah. extra foot in the door, you know. And that's that's huge, especially if the dealership doesn't you know send you to school as much as you'd want to go. Being base certified right out at the gate is just great. Right, you can go to all it sorts of helps, other yeah. classes. Right. And you, you so <clears throat> you graduated um, the Mercedes program, and then what happened? Um, so pretty much like right at the end of the class, um, a dealership from Florida came up and they were talking to all the people there and they came up to me and they said, this is what our plan would be if you were to move down. And I just said, yes. And I just moved right down to Florida. I was 19 years old, fresh out of college. What part of Florida? Jacksonville. Hell yeah. Did yep. they give you an orange hat? <laughs> orange I don't, I, did they, they didn't give you any merch? No. They so, gave me one. Yeah. yeah. Old Mike special. I got, I got a hat. Oh, actually, I, I think they gave me a notebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, 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 they give you something. Yeah. But uh, you know, that dealership at the time, that dealership at the time was, was killing it. <laughs> that dealership at the time was very big. They got a race team and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, the race team was awesome. I always used to go back there right. and talk to the guys yeah. and building like track cars. Right. And, yeah. and, that, and that's awesome for those dealerships mm-hmm. to really reach these schools and try to recruit these, um, you know, young guys, which I think needs to happen way more. Right. Honestly, like if there's something in common right now is education. Education. I think there's some kids that I've worked with that came in with absolutely no education 
and the kids that came with education, massive difference. Massive difference. You know, some people say, oh, it's not the days where it's like, oh, you don't need school to work on cars. It's not 1975 anymore. Um, a lot of these cars are rolling computers. Right. Mm-hmm. You need an education behind you. Right. You that know, and, and like, you don't need to go to, you know, UTI or whatever, NHOU or whatever. You know, great schools. Um, a little expensive sometimes is local community colleges, especially, you know, in the, around our area. And it's, yeah, it's not as expensive, you know. So it's an education, like I said, is very important. Very important. And, and, and this is going back to where we said that, you know, how he thought when he was hired at a tire, um, tire shop, yep. how he was a difference maker. And I believe, like, when you get in school, if you get in school and you want to do automotive, you have to be a difference maker. You have to, you, have to, you know, pay right. attention. There's going to be a – I'm telling you right now, everything that you learn in school, you might not be able to say um, super apply in a shop. You're going to learn a lot when you get in a shop. That's right. what you're going to learn Oh, most. big time. You're going to learn probably – 80% but in you, the field, but right. at 20% when you first show up, it's right. huge. Yeah, It's a you, foundation, really. You shouldn't be walking into a Mercedes dealership with no automotive background and you don't even know what an alternator does. Right. I've, I've had one where a kid came in and didn't even know what a battery did. Right. And, and like, you know, honestly, like props to him for giving it a shot. No. I'm not bashing on him, yeah. but I'm like, you know, it's kind of like, like just in my situation, you know, if you want techs to help you out, you really got to at least educate yourself right. or go to school right, and get right. educated. It's just I'll agree with that. Things. That is like a book smart thing. Like Universal Tech Institute, it was all book smart. Book, like I right. didn't really learn until I stepped foot in a dealership. Right, right. and you get yeah. you get what you put into it too. Hundred percent, right. definitely. You know? So after you went to Jacksonville, did you? I mean, you're in New Hampshire now. So where did you go from from Jacksonville? Uh, from Jacksonville, I moved to Cape Cod. My dad lives over there. Okay. Um, the dealer's not around anymore. Um, it was it was really tiny. There was yep. maybe five or seven techs. Yep. Stayed there for a little while. And after that, I met back up with Mike. Uh, what was it? Lin- Linfield. Yep. Yep. So me and Mike worked together again. And yeah, I think I've worked at maybe four different dealers. So, and then after Linfield, we linked up back again at our local dealership here in Manchester. Yep. All right. Yeah, so we worked at two dealers together. together. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, cool. Yeah, and one independent. One independent? independent. Really? Here. What one? Oh, this, this one. one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant in your past. Got him. So I got to <laughs> I mean, uh, so there's actually a fifth one other than Mercedes. So you went to Lexus. I did. Tell me about Lexus. Ooh, Lexus. The jack stands. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, give, give, give us a little uh, yeah. something about Lexus. Uh, I mean, what about it? I mean, they're a little easier. And oh, we, got a, we got a customer calling right now. They want to be on the podcast. The podcast. Is more yeah, they want to ask man. questions live. So tell me about the jack stands, honestly. Oh, Remember, no. That was my let's, favorite. Let's I'll, wait for this I'll, thing to stop. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, let's wait fine. for that Keep real going. quick. You don't yeah. hear it on the mics. I'll yeah. touch on that. Sebastian told me how this mic worked. It only covers this area. All right. So t- yeah. tell me about your time at the Lexus dealership. <clears throat> not really too sure what to say about it. It's definitely not Mercedes. I had a huge learning curve yep. when I first got there, yep. you know, trying to look up like specs and stuff like that. And, you know, just the, I think the thing that bothered me the most is they don't have wheel studs. They have the wheel, you yep. know, the, the wheel nuts instead. Yep. So that, that was pretty annoying. <laughs> the yeah, start. Those suck. Starting yeah. them up with my hands. Yeah. Come on, man. So I preferred that. What are you talking about? 
Right. What? Yeah, I was all what about What are you talking that. about? Yeah, this no guy way. just likes to work harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell me, all right, so after Lexus, now you're here. Yeah. Well, like, I want to go here? back because I know screaming yeah. at him in his head. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, because I'm like, honestly, he, he's about to tell you the story, but it's it's a dealership and, a, you know, yeah. they have plenty of, they have a deep wallet. So tell them. Yeah, so they used to but they don't drop subframes down on jack stands. What do they not have? An engine table. Right. I actually went to the GM and I told him about the engine table. I don't think he ever saw it before because I showed him a picture of it. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a step up from the Toyota dealer like, I worked at. Yeah. They would drop yeah. engines down on the subframes down onto a pallet. Right. How like, fast did I buy an engine table? <laughs> That's like the first thing yeah. you need. That was like two months into me working here. Right. Yeah. That's I like instantly Not even actually, maybe a month. But see, this That's is not how- even a want. It's a need. To make it's it's an ultrasonic clean. I didn't even know that thing existed because I came from Toyota where they would just drop it on a pallet. <laughs> on a pallet? <laughs> on a pallet, yeah. dude. No jack stands, no engine table. They would put lower the car down, get on the ground, unbolt it, and then leave it on the pallet and yeah, lift the car back one up. One who wants to uh, lay on the ground and two, it's more efficient to be able to move the absolutely, engine. Absolutely, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. The pallet. Yeah. And that's why I never wanted to be in that situation when I was by myself. I bought the engine table. I didn't even have an engine job. But right. I'm telling you, as soon as I bought that engine table, it's well, we like, used it on that black series, CLK. Yeah, but I had it before then. No, we bought it for that. No, we didn't. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I swear we bought it and then we used it for that job because you dropped the rear subframe out of that car. But I think that was the first job we used it for. Yeah, you know, Seabass is probably right. Yeah, yeah you did tell C-Bass me you did the rear lie. subframe. No, I, I, made did a, it, I, made, but I made the video C-Bass of us doing memory it. is pretty good. Yeah, but a lot of times, like, how Thanks. I do things is, like, I buy something, I don't need it right now, but then we'll use it. That's true, but I'm pretty yeah. sure we used it, like, immediately, Like, like what? I don't know. Here comes the debate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this lift right here. Uh, I bought it. How about those walkie-talkies you just ordered from yeah, Amazon? Yeah. <laughs> Super excited for those. Tell us about yeah. Telegram. Oh, Adam. <laughs> Adam, all right. I, honestly, how about you pitch it to the podcast the way you pitched it to us? Right, so basically, right. my problem is, is like, you know, I want to, you know, shop communication, right? So I want to be able to communicate with all my fellow coworkers, mm-hmm. you know, because they're on computers and their phones. Uh-huh. So I suggested, you know, Telegram, right? You know, not a sponsor. And because uh, <laughs> when you send a message, it pops up on your desktop and your phone, right? Instead of just texting where it's just the phone. And these guys weren't having it. It, it made sense us. to me. You can just text us. <laughs> yeah, Joel, Joel is always yeah. on board. Adam's not allowed to use Telegram. Zach's not allowed to use Bing. Yeah. See, texting, yeah. you know, yeah, I text you and you're on the computer. Yeah. It's so a rule. You don't see the phone. I always the respond. Well, you have an Apple Watch. I'll be honest with you. I think if we're going to send a message like, all right, no, <laughs> let's, let's, make a, let's make a pool see, right is, now. If if we had to send a message to somebody, who who would it most likely be? Zach. Who do you think? Hold on, can I clarify something? No, say it. No, I want to clarify something. Oh, How oh, long did go. Telegram last? No, 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 no. Actually, because you guys refused to work. One day. Use it. You, you, one day. You guys refused to <laughs> use it. <laughs> who got the most <laughs> use out of it? Joel on your computer. <laughs> no, but seriously, who, who, who would we most likely... Zach. Who are you going to say? I don't message anyone. No. I know, but C-Bass if, you, like, if yeah. you looking in, what would you say? See if I was a tech? Yeah. Either you or Zach. I'm saying Zach. And right. where the, 
it, Zach is not most of the right. time at his computer. My boy Zach, love you, buddy. But I'll tell, I'll be honest. Like I already told him, I'm like, I'll text him. Don't talk bad about him. And I, Don't I'm not talk talking bad about him. him. I'm not talking bad. I'll censor this. I'm saying Don't this is why I brought him. up the Telegram. It's because if I were to text him, you know, he'd be busy dealing with clients or whatever, or making a quote on the computer, and he wouldn't see it for quite some time. So if it popped up on the computer, he would see it. You'd probably ignore it because he's busy. No, every time I did it, he answered. Internal notes. That didn't work. I don't get you notifications. Know he doesn't have his notifications on. I need, I, you need, you got to fix mine too then. I watched yeah. him close Telegram Inter- after you hey, left the room. Hey, does internal notes pop up hey, on your phone? Hey, did you see phone? my internal note? No. Does it because it doesn't pop Zach's up on right. the phone? Zach's all right. Oh. Does internal notes matters. pop up on the phone? All right, let's get back on topic all right, here. Yeah. All right, anyways. See, see, let's get back right. on topic. You know, so, I, try, I try to be, you know, I right. try to be good for the shop. Right. And everybody shuts it down. Yeah. Just text me. <laughs> so, Joel, unappreciated. Unappreciated <laughs> shop foreman. Yeah, getting back on track here. You said you worked the Lexus. Great. And you had to drop them, to drop the engines with jack stands, which is just terrible. Yeah, um, for no reason. So yeah. what made you want to get into the independent world? What made you choose 603M Tech Auto Works? Well, at that time, it was 603M Tech and Mobile Service, LLC. Oh, yeah. Wow. Same thing to me. Yeah. Still like working oh. here. <laughs> so I said the same thing to them. I said to you, I don't really care about the money. I just want to be happy. Right. And I just wasn't that happy. I actually called you in the middle of the day working there. And you were like, you called me at the right <laughs> time. And, you know, we talked about everything just like it should be in, in the industry in general. Right. right like right. this is what I want. Yeah. And you tell me what you want. Right. And, you know. So a lot of simple as that. Right. No, absolutely. So a lot of people don't know that me and Joel were very, very close. Um, when we worked at the previous dealership, we were lunch buddies. We would go to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings down the road and we would talk about what could make a shop be great. And we actually just talked about even if we owned our own shop and how great it could be and the things that we would change to make it better. Um, and it's honestly, it means the world to me that he reached out to me and we were able to make this happen. Um, definitely one of the closest ones to me. Um, and it's that, that right there that I remember the, the day he messaged me, it just, it really, uh, honestly, it really touched me. Um, and it's just like everything that we talked about, it just kind of all came together. Um, and then now we're here. You know, yeah. we went from being lunch buddies um, um, to to this. This is exactly what we talked about. No. And I will say, I was a little upset that you didn't call me first. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. So, so what about the social media? So what who did I call first? I guess you, I, it might have just worked out without having to call anybody. Well, I don't Mike think you thought really... he'd do it himself. Yeah. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, no, I wouldn't have Joel, done the what'd you, thing. What'd you do with the with the Facebook page for six hundred three M Dick? Oh, yeah. So, no, it was the Instagram. The Instagram. So, so every, I saw Mike doing everything that we talked about, and I didn't hear anything about it. So, I just I muted his story for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, didn't like what he had to see. Yeah. But I told me. Yeah, I know. No, I told him. And you know what? There's, there's plenty of people that still mute our page. You know, yeah. there's, there's plenty of people that chime in but don't have anything to say, which. That's that's what makes us great. It was a little different for me though, because like that's exactly what I wanted and what I saw. I saw you doing it, you right. know, and it kind of hurt to see a little bit because you know things didn't work out for me the way they worked out right. for everybody else. But you shouldn't take any offense for me not reaching out. 
Because oh, at no, this I point, I feel like you should know how I operate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I want it to work for you. Right. That's how it works. All right. See, every, but yeah, I wanted you to work for, for me. I don't, don't act like I didn't want you to work oh, for Oh, no, me. I know. No, it's I'll, just yeah. how it's going to come together. Uh, I'm going to cut you guys be. off here because we got, yeah, you guys we got 17 minutes oh, and we at, have questions. At the end, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. But that's the intro of what we're all about. Um, Everything worked out perfect. All right, we're at the. I mean, Mike, Mike shut me down too. If you want me to be honest, he shut me down That's big okay. time. I'm first gonna ask you. <laughs> what are you, about? On, you on. know what I'm talking about. We got questions. We got questions. I didn't shut you down. Not, say what you want to say. It's not for this podcast. Say, say what you want to say. Next episode. <laughs> say what you want to say, bud. Next episode. Okay. All right. <laughs> this question you comes from feelings. our last real post on Instagram. Okay. He says, setting up a question for next podcast, as a shop that does a lot of services, how do you feel about custom slash modified work? Next question, do you plan to do some of your own builds or are there custom builds coming up? And we don't really have an answer to this because we don't have a favorite build that we have done. I have a little bit of an answer to that. There's no GLK 63. I think we should do that. Mike? Just saying. I've been talking to Mike about it. We got a fabricator right here. We We do. do. We do. That would be badass. So... uh, on a topic of modifications, right now we're mainly like a, a service and repair shop because we're very um, small and we're just able to get that stuff in and out. I will say the modifications um, can be tough because that's not what we're really used to. And, and like, I'm the guy to just tell you straight up, like, if we don't know how to do it, we don't know how to do it. Now, can we, you know, put an upgraded turbo in there and everything like that? Absolutely. And whatever, what our plans are for the future is... I do plan on purchasing a shop car and I do plan on making some modifications and maybe, you know, presenting it to the world one day, maybe at a SEMA show or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But that is in the works. Um, But right now we're just honestly, we're in our third year business and we're just focusing on trying to make it into a bigger shop. Mm -hmm. And for us to do that, we have to focus on what we're the best at. And that's, you know, fixing these cars and getting customers in, our customer service, everything like that. So as far as the modifications, um, I got nothing against it. I got nothing against uh, performance shops or anything like that. I think they're great. I yeah, do support kudos them. Kudos to them, honestly. Kudos, 100%. You know what I mean? Um, but that's what they focus on, and that's what they're great at. Um, we focus on service and repair. And like I said, we're never going to overhype ourselves on um, those, those type of repairs. I think the biggest thing of modifications is if they're well done or not. You know, we have a problem with, you know, if it's like a cheap modification or not, that's our problem. You know, like if someone does a cheap lowering kit and then next thing you know, they're complaining about a knocking noise, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to say, Hey, look, you know, we know you just spent the money on this lowering kit, whatever, but honestly it's, it's your lowering kit that's causing the knocking noise, you know, the springs hitting this or the shocks doing this, you know, and, Sometimes it's kind of a tough pill to swallow, but at the end of the day, like if you are going to modify your Mercedes Benz, especially, you, you can't cheap out. No, nope. you definitely can't cheap out. And I will say, you know, myself being here for three mm-hmm. years, I've dealt with it so many times. Absolutely, somebody getting a tune, their their spark plugs are fouled out. Yep. it's misfiring. Oh, it needs an injector. I mean, you're working all these. You know, you're working all these components a lot harder. Yeah, harder than you they know, should. You like you said, you lower your car, and now you're complaining about a noise, and you're now you're coming to a shop, and we see first thing we see is it's like on it's on you know cheap coilovers. What do you want us to do? And that's mm-hmm. why I said, you know, you got to mm-hmm. help us help you. The biggest thing is like you said, the misfiring. Oh like yeah, we get a lot. Like, oh, oh uh, hey, we just tuned her car last yeah. week and it's misfiring. It's yeah. like, look, honestly, we can obviously double check and make sure, but 
if you know if everything looks good on our end it's probably the tune you right. know and unfortunately that's just right. well as a tech we that's don't always know. the first thing we recommend let's undo, oh, yeah. undo that right that's the exactly. first that's where you got to start we right. need to, you need to go back to the basics and I, like right. i said when i get on the phone with somebody i'm like oh well, yeah i just got a tune and now it's misfiring right. okay did it do it before the tune no Okay. Exactly. What do you what so, do you think it could be, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> but what would right. I say on the phone? I'd probably say, okay, now what's next? Exactly. <laughs> what do you yeah. want? But, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But I was really impressed. We had a guy come in from New York, GT fifty three. Yep. Um, we have a video and he had a upgraded term I don't know, a rebuilt turbo, I should say, and a Rentec tune and uh honestly it was very quick and it looked very um almost OEM. Like Dude. it it felt Dude. really good. But right. you know that guy spent the money. He spent the know? money. Definitely that's the, that's the, the biggest thing I got to say about modifications. All right. All right. Uh, I just want to say you guys asked a lot of great questions. We won't be able to get to all of them today, but just keep asking them each week. I'm sure we'll get to it eventually. But let's start with what are some things people don't realize goes into a shop? Or should I say running a shop? Oh, honestly, man, that's a, it's a really uh, tough question employee personal life um i would say definitely the first very first thing i didn't realize um is definitely personal life um you know uh it's a lot different now um i'm just you know by myself now so all i do is focus on myself and i focus on my guys that's what matters to me like anybody on the outside i'm sorry but this is just what it is uh, but previously i would say it's the outside life and it's funny because i had met with a a previous, uh, well, he actually owns a shop in uh, Merrimack. He's got a big shop, he does mm-hmm. European. And I remember um, he basically explained it to me. He's just like, you're going to lose your personal life. And he's spot on about that. So I would say that is one of the biggest things is uh, definitely personal life. And you definitely start to get a lot of, you know, uh, feedback from people that you least expected it. And I would say bad feedback and good feedback. But I will tell you, if you're good at what you do, you're going to get way 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 more better feedback than you would um bad feedbacks but like i said it's just you know you definitely lose a personal life um and then just understanding how to tolerate customers employees and then you got to deal with employees personal life that is one of the biggest things that i think hit me um i got four employees and i got they all live different lives they all live in different places um and to me that was one of the other biggest things but you know, if you're if you're going to open a shop, there's just there's just too many aspects. I could sit here for an hour explaining how much detail actually goes into it. My head is spinning 24/7. The moment my alarm goes off, I'm thinking about business. Um, even when I'm not working, I'm thinking about business. We're going to Aruba. You set an alarm. I said, <laughs> wow. okay, go next one. <laughs> no, honestly, there, there's just, there's so much to it. And I think no, it might make, makes it look easier than it is. No, I'll, no, no. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, I just, I just think it's just, you, you definitely got to keep a lot of stuff in. There's just so much stuff that I've done that they have no idea, but. Right. No, yeah. honestly, not to, not to grab ass yeah. or anything, but you make it like look easier than it is. And honestly, I think one of the biggest things that I admire what you do is you keep a level head. Right. You really, I don't see you scream. Sometimes you come in if a little hissy fits, but that's normal. <laughs> usually it's, you, usually it's, it's when you show up at 10 in right. the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, what are those uh, called? A car is not moved. I don't know. What, what do you mean? Business hours? Hit, hit, 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Owner hours? No, yeah, I call them owner oh, hours. Owner hours. <laughs> I run 9 to 5, and this guy's 10.30 to 11. <laughs> oh, owner hours. And then yeah. what do I say? Do You don't even yeah. know what you I don't was even doing. Know, yeah. yeah, you don't know he what goes, I was doing. What do you think I was doing? I'm like, what were you doing? He goes, I was making phone calls with clients. I mean, you can't do that here. Yeah. My favorite <laughs> he thing, He does Mike, put him on the spot. <laughs> oh, I do. I always put him on the spot. My right. favorite like thing it. about Mike, this happened before like long before you guys yeah, but Joel yeah. was here Adam wasn't when you would leave for a haircut like one o'clock you never came back what are you talking about <laughs> you remember that yeah, was you'd leave time. like 12 o'clock yeah, for a haircut we never saw you again <laughs> this guy would be strolling in at like 10 30 11 in the dealership with sunglasses this man on. didn't even want to shoot a podcast without a haircut I'm over here I don't get a haircut till scruffy. Saturday. Scruffy. Yeah, you look scruffy. But All right, uh, next question. Next question. <laughs> no, but seriously, no. It's, next uh, question. Yeah. This would be a quick one for you, Mike. Uh, how long until you became profitable? We're not profitable we're yet. Profitable? We're profitable? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I'll be honest with you, man. A lot of people don't understand. Like, they see us making it big, but, um, you know, three years ago, I left the dealership and I purchased a van and this shop was empty. I had... When I left the dealership April 1st, I had this shop April 1st. That's when I signed the lease. And I just had to go out there and make money. So everything that you see is an investment. There's all this podcast, uh, podcast equipment, everything like that was a big, big investment. Um, so everything that we make basically goes back in the business. Now, I'm not saying we don't make money, but we don't, as I think everybody thinks we're killing it, which we are killing it, but we could do 20 times better. And if we were really, really killing it, we'd be in a 10,000 square foot shop wrapping cars. S-Class. S-Class. You know, you would see, I would be driving an S-Class. I'd be driving yeah. a 2024 S63. Or an E43. Yeah. Or you could be driving this no. E43. What's this clapper behind us? Yeah. A wannabe AMG. A wannabe <laughs> AMG. I don't see no hey, signature that guy, on the, the engine. GT53 yeah. took offense to no. that. No, I, don't, no. I don't see no signature I know, on the I engine. I know he's Adam. watching it. Thank you again for coming. Yeah. We appreciate that. No, absolutely. But no, honestly, it's just like, like I said, we're not even there yet. And I probably won't be comfortable for another three more years. And that's just how I look at it. Like this year is really, I call it the get over the hump year. Um, we purchase all of our big equipment, tire machine, alignment machine, everything like that. But we're working on it. And mm -hmm. Mikey never cheaps out either. No, got all the best stuff. Nah, yeah. No, he has very expensive taste. That's, that's why for sure. you, you see the 75 inch yeah. TV that never gets used. Yeah. Back to just looks good. Toilet paper? No, dude wipes. Dude wipes. <laughs> Mint chill. <laughs> yeah, I first came chill. here, Joel's selling point to me was oh, yeah, the dealership had sandpaper, toilet paper. Listen, <laughs> we got dude wipes here. If, I'm like, if what you the got, fuck if you is that? Own an auto <laughs> no, listen. Listen, if you own an automotive shop and you don't have dude wipes for your guys, you're doing it wrong. Not a Get sponsor. yourself some not a dude sponsor. wipes. Maybe yeah. someday. Not a, yeah. not a sponsor. Sponsor, but yeah. definitely get some dude wipes. Minty. Mint Honestly, chill. you changed my way. Dude, I actually ordered something for myself. I know. Ooh, Amazon. Every oh. time I see you guys yeah. walk out of the bathroom, I, this is how I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Yeah, Every Mike, time. Mike I'm going to start doing wiping that. my ass. <laughs> I wipe my ass differently because of Mike. <laughs> oh, anyways, straight up. The game. customers love the dude wipes, too. Yeah, man. they do mention it. They're like, what is it? <laughs> They're embarrassed weird. to say it sometimes. Next question. Uh, um, <laughs> this might start some arguments, but I think this is a good final question. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? This is for the three of you. All right. We can go one by one. Least slash most reliable model in year, in your opinion. Joel. <sighs> All right, let's pause. Off. Let's pause. We all got to have it on our heads. It's I already, all, I already have it. All right, we all, right, all kind of know off. what's good. Go ahead. Least, I have to do year-end model. Yeah. Uh, 2015 
S550. Okay, and your most? Least. That's Zach's dream car. Hush. Your most? Uh, W210, any year. And do you have any reasons to back up your choices? Yeah, because W210 is a tank. Okay. Yeah. And then for the least reliable? Uh, I mean, how many uh, 222s around that year make it to 100,000 miles? I can't speak on that. All right. I mean, a lot of them. Yeah, they spend a lot of money. Make it to it. (laughs) (laughs) Good cars. Adam, least? Least reliable? I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. But the 206. Mm. Honestly. Is that a CL? A 206? The new C Class. Yeah. Oh, honestly, like, we can argue after. Look, honestly, they're brand new. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, talk about it. You're excited. Let him finish. A 206. (laughs) You know, honestly, I worked on them. They they break down a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, they need a bunch of software updates. Obviously, it's brand new. You know, I got to give them a chance. They're still coming out. Okay. But I will say at this moment in time, they're very unreliable. Okay. Now you say a W206. Because they're always breaking down. What's your most reliable? 2018. (laughs) No, 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 none of that. None of that. I mean, the most reliable... I would say like a solid 212, like okay. a like a nice E class from obviously 212. What what year is that? Oh nine? Oh no. Oh how long have you been at that? Oh yeah. <laughs> 2010, 2010, 2010 to, to 15, I'd okay. say. 16. 16. 16. No, 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 wait, wait. No, it's 16. It's 16, 10 to 16. Right, right. The argument isn't about the least or most reliable. It's about the year range of a model. So that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. 212 is anyway, 212. Yeah, he's I right. just think, you know, 212, very reliable car, good transmission, good engine. Okay. Mike, least? Least, um, I would say, uh, like, anywhere from a 2013 to a 2015, 16 GL 550. Oh, I know. Yeah. What's the matter with those? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, it's a little better than the S-Class answer. It has the same motor in it, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's just way more to go wrong. Axle boots, transfer case. All the outer axle transfer boots case? rip, yeah. Transfer case, output seal, I've input done, seal. I've done like three of them here. Those aren't that bad, though. They leak all the time. They leak at like 30,000 miles, bud. 30,000 miles? 30,000. <clears> Yeah, but what's it? Okay, so we're going back to the dealer talk Motor here. Well, honey, we he, got hasn't, he hasn't finished, remember? I know, Let we got finish. leak and seep. What's your most I've reliable? I've never seen him leak. What's your most reliable? <laughs> most reliable is a 212. 100%. Okay, so you agree there. Yeah, That's why all the loader cars are, will try to be 212. So all right, now you can ar- argue. But Go ahead. I'm going to argue because <laughs> this man is just throwing 206. I just feel like it's too new to say it's not reliable. Wait, he did, 23. I, but I want to know why. That's the first no, year no. 206. No, I know. 23 or 22? But why is, is a 206 it? unreliable? Because we haven't even seen those yet in the independent shops. I know, yeah, but I, I saw them at the oh. dealers. We've had a 206. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, not the new C-Class. I didn't even know that model designation yet. 206 with a 254. Look, honestly, is that a 20, 20, 20, I worked 23 on the, or 2022. When does it start? I I believe I believe it was like 2023, three, right? Three, four, yeah, three. Thanks, three. What makes it unreliable? So, the cylinder heads. So I they will just, say the yeah, you're right. The GLBs, yeah, but their extended warranty. But the cylinder heads, I've probably done 40 cylinder heads on the 260 engines. 40? Did you hear that? If 40? No, I'm serious. Oh yeah, 40, that's, that's 40, a 260 motor. I even up to say to sixty. They're gravy for him. No, yeah. they are. Yeah, that's gravy. gravy. That's why all, everyone else all, gravy honestly, is a B service. Him. Mul- <laughs> I know there's multiple Mercedes-Benz technicians out there that either work at the dealer, you know, or just left. They've done a two sixty cylinder head, maybe even a two sixty four, and they know it's gravy. Oh, it probably is. 
Yeah, it, it's a 20-hour ticket. Right. At first, when I first did it, it was 35 hours. I how, how fast are you doing? Five and a half. <laughs> oh. Let, let the Warren, let Mercedes-Benz hear that. They're going to drop the hours <laughs> because you said that. Sorry, dealer. Sorry. <laughs> That's what they get for kicking us out of the club. Yeah, true. We kicked us out of the club. We're, cut, we're kicked out of the Mercedes-Benz. Club. Club on Facebook. Yeah. USA. Somebody ran us up. Oh, no know? politics here. Yeah. No, no politics. Somebody, no, no. Somebody no, politics. Us up. no politics here. It's but, fine. But There's no, no politics. We, back, just got we move out. on. We move back on. to the 206. Honestly, like they're pretty nice cars, but they're just, you know, with the new 48 volt system, they're very buggy and they've been breaking down on people. And at this moment in time, the company doesn't really have an answer for that. You know, first from what I've seen, even when I was at the dealer, they'd come in brand new, check engine lights, you know? Obviously, I'm not giving up on them. They're still brand new. It's still brand new. But at this moment in time, like you, you buy a car and it's it's breaking down on you. You say it's buggy. Are you implying purely the electrical or the electrical? Mechanic? So like, do you think it could be an update kind of thing? It's it's 100% software updates at this point. But there are brand new, like let's say the new C43s. The cylinder heads are grenading. So the, you, the valve springs. Are so breaking. you're telling me that the 48 volt system. And every model is reliable. Not, not, no, okay. Right now, it's just the 206 that I'm having problems with. I don't think so you're telling me. So, and I will say, say I, a hold year on, ago. hold on. I will, no, nope, even a year ago, the E53s. Buy a Chevy Volt, the most yeah. reliable the E53s, hybrid. honestly, the Toting 40, all the time. The for, all the time. The 48 yeah. volt batteries. Junk. Junk. Say it. Say it. Junk. Junk. <laughs> say all of them. Say all of them. How much is a 48 volt battery? I don't know, honestly. I think, I'm pretty sure, you know, it could be around $3,000. Yeah, they're pricey. So here's the thing, right? We, we replace them left and right. A lot of guys would do DC-DC converters too, but it's usually just the battery. And they had a software update, right? And it would fix it like one out of 10 times. So like here at the end of the story. So it didn't at, fix it. It didn't really fix it. At the end of the day, <laughs> of the it's story. like, you know, don't get me wrong. I love Mercedes-Benz, great brand, whatever. But they just have a lot of software issues they just need to take care of. That's all. That's why you buy a 210. Yeah, 210. <laughs> Engineering has some work to, to do. To be fair, in my all. six months at Mercedes, I spent most of my time updating cars and anything. A lot of it's software. Like I said, Get that earlier point with three. the school, these are, these are rolling computers. Yep. They're rolling computers, and you need to have that education. Right, right. That's what got me into it. Right. I like computers. And yep, computer exactly. wheels on it. Like lost computers. Right. All right, guys, man. I really appreciate you guys. <laughs> He's sick of it. <laughs> no, no, I'm not sick of it. I'm just saying. We just don't need an hour and yeah. a half. At least we're all separately talking, now, not just Mike. This one, <laughs> honestly, I, I, guys, I, I really, honestly, I think I really like this one a lot. Um, yeah. I think uh, a lot of you key know, points. A lot of key points. You guys yeah. really saw where we, you know, started and how we got here, um, and which is, I think, is amazing. So, yeah. thank you guys for watching. Our second podcast. We appreciate you having you. Thank you guys. Take it easy. Thank you. I'm not dancing this time. Or I'm not dancing. Yeah, because Adam said it was cringy. It was a little cringy. Joel, it's all up to you. Put it down in the comment section if you think that dancing was cringy. Come on, Adam. (laughs) Not gonna dance. Mikey, can I thank you for being an incredible podcast host today? Mikey did great the questions. I didn't talk over anybody. Round of applause for Mike being a great host. (laughs) No, that was good. Mikey took it personal when I said he talked I took it about personal, himself. So I hope I hope this one was better, guys. Thank you. Thank you. It wasn't the general consensus.